Welcome to Clinically Impressed, the show where we dive deep into the world of social work, mental health, and everything in between. We are your hosts, Rebecca and Ashley, and we will explore various social work topics with the use of insight, guests, and lots of curse words. I'm thrilled to have you join the chaos coordinators today. I'm Ashley, MSW grad, clinical therapist, and formally did time in the CPF trenches. And I'm Rebecca, LCSW, clinical therapist, doctoral student, and also served some time for CPS. Before we jump into today's topic, make sure you're subscribed to our podcast so you never miss out on the newest episodes. And if you enjoy what you hear, leave us a good review. If you don't, then don't. Be f- real. And let's get started on today's topic. Welcome to season one, episode two of Clinically Impressed. We're here to talk about all things social work. All the stuff in between and, you know, talk a bunch of shit, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And today we're going to be talking about unique careers for social work practice. This is interesting because I found um, since I've been getting my licensure, Mm. I've seen so many different like licensed clinical social worker jobs out there. But I think that through the transgression of time. Every time you get a degree or certificate, there's always, like, another thing to do. More. More and, education. And then, like, you just can't stop. So, right now, I'm seeing a lot of jobs out there that are, like, in need of, like, social workers, like, licensed clinical social workers. Yes. We love an LCSW. hmm But what are some of the, like, interesting jobs you've heard of in social work practice? Mm. Oh, my God. I feel like my perspective of social work is so old school, even though I try to be a new, cool, hip social worker. Um, what does that even look like? I don't know. Cool it's this. Bit. You're looking at it, oh, okay, first okay. of all. Um, so I'm getting my doctorate in social work and at USCA, and mm. we talk a lot about innovation is, like, huge there. And it's all about, like, creating your own image, creating a social media presence, like, being, like, low-key influencer vibes, kind of, um, in social work. So um, that's going to be me soon. I got to figure out how to put on that persona, and I'm going to do it. Okay. It's tough. I don't know how to do – I don't know know where to start, but I'm going. Um, Right here at this moment. This is it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, honestly, I'm trying to think on just unique jobs. What I love that – oh, no. I know exactly what I'm talking about. I see her on TikTok all the time. I don't remember what her TikTok handle is, but she's a traveling social worker, and she's a consultant. Okay. Consultant. I love that terminology. It feels – very freeing. Uh, yeah. It feels very much like I get paid a bunch and, and I'm not sure what they do, to be completely honest. And I don't have to 5150 you. Like, <laughs> that's exactly. Like it's like, uh, yeah. So consultant is new and upcoming for like most of the industries, mm-hmm. but that's a big one in social work right now is like being social work consultant. Because think or coach. About it. Ooh. I hate that you just said that because that's my job. Yeah. <laughs> But it's so different. Um, Doing the same thing with a different name. Like yes. basketball coach Rebecca. Oh, you meant sports coach. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant oh. like a coach coach. Okay, like, yes. A life coach. Life, yes, there's life coach, health and wellness, a little, a little um, plug for that because <laughs> um, that's my job. Um, but those are new too. And yeah. it's very much, which it feels so social worky. Um, but with, yeah, a new cool hip term. Okay. Well, this week on a podcast that I listened to, a social work podcast, um, I heard about 
social workers in sports, which I, I love that felt like, wow, Ooh. okay, uh-huh. I could do this. They had they have like sports therapists with who are fixing the body parts, mm. and then they have social workers working with like NFL and NBA, like like really big sports arenas. So who am I sending my resume to? Um, let's see. <laughs> A plug for that would be um, A-Swiss, Alliance of Social Workers in Sports. Apparently they have their own club, which is so cool because then you can be certified <gasps> in like being a social worker in sports. Okay, stop. I love certifications. I love clubs. Yeah, it's let's like go. a thousand bucks or something like that. Don't quote me. I don't love that. But, okay. <laughs> but like you can get a certificate in social work in sports and like some of the things that I read on their website was super cool like they did things like outreach to like nations Mm. to to find like people who are really good at sports a lot of organization and event things and there's even like social workers who do therapy within the sports arena and I'm like mind blown like where cool where's the plug for all this stuff because when I search on google for social work jobs Google. it's the same like four things that pop up it is when you look up jobs for lcsws you can be a therapist you can work with kids the vet the vet the vet veterans the, vets, the, pets. the va the va is what i meant the vet the va or medical social workers yeah. there's like four different kinds and it's like maybe like there's like gatekeeping happening here in the social work field because not gatekeeping not even on the nasw website have i seen a bunch of different aspects of social work what i did learn in the podcast that i listened Mm. to is that they're doing social work stuff but the names and titles of the position are different so how do people like us i'm saying consult so we gotta people like us we gotta tell each other yeah so Peeps, it's consult clinics that are listening. It's consultants, coaches. Mm-hmm. Huge. Okay. Huge. Love it. Huge. And then like organization and like outreach is mm-hmm. what the topics are in as far as working in the sports arena, which in, I think is super industry. cool because it's like be for real. Like how many social workers do you know that ended up dating like a cop and like too many <laughs> and like a firefighter, like someone else in the helping field, they about to go date a whole tr- like NFL team. Where, when am I applying? <laughs> um, I, the whole NFL team, the whole NFL the, team. <laughs> um, no, I think that's really true. What that's all. Okay, let's put a pin on that topic because that that's a whole important. other thing. We need social <laughs> workers back on that and our dating lives. Um, okay, so interesting careers. I like it, sports and social work. But I think we've talked about this a lot when working together. Is how did we used to say like in every type of organization there should just be a social worker that works there? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like we we advocated for the longest time to have a social worker outstationed. At the cops, at the the police station, station. I remember. And they were just like not having it. Yeah, sorry, you don't want to be told what to do. (laughs) God, imagine how many briefings did we go to? Way too many, and they just looked at us like we were just nuts. Like, what are you two crazy people doing here? We're advocating. No, we're telling you what needs to happen. Is what I'm saying. Um, We turned into bosses in those meetings. I'm just saying. Well, obviously. Um, no, okay, so social work pretty much in every field is probably appropriate. Um, and when I say social work, let's do a plug. 
title protection is a big thing for me personally. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of title Mm -hmm. protection. Social work to be a social worker, you have an education and or certification in social work. Yep. Yep. And there's a lot of positions out there that'll hire people from different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And and these people will say I'm a social worker because that's what my job classification is. That's not supposed to happen, yeah. though, which is what's difficult, is that you're not supposed to be able to get a job with a title social worker without having the education mm-hmm. for that. Just like the previous jobs that we had, mm-hmm. those jobs were called practitioners. Yeah. Not a, not a social worker. We have those degrees, but that was not our job title. There were so many different issues when it came to those titles, too, mm-hmm. because, like... I used to go knock on a door and identify myself as like, I'm from Child Protective Services, but that's not at all what we were called. No. It was something totally different. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> but I think you you say things, because even still, even when working in that area, I still called everybody social workers, even though exactly. I knew they all weren't. Yeah. And but it's just, it's like familiarity maybe, or you use that term because everybody else is used to it. I think that didn't really become like a huge deal to me until... We started mentoring and training new new staff and yeah. noticing some of the trends and schemas that were happening within for sure within the area that we were like working in. Yeah, this is a hill I I'll gladly die on and have been persecuted on it before multiple times. <laughs> but um, and the conversation I usually have when I have conversations about social work degrees and education is my biggest thing always is ethics. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody comes to me and, you know, they call themselves a social worker, we have that discussion about their job. And, of course, they're not working as a social worker, but they call themselves that. Let's use a generic one. Um, bachelor's in sociology or mm-hmm. bachelor's in psychology. Great education. Great foundation. Great foundation. They do not have a code of ethics. Mm-hmm. That's just that education. We have had the code of ethics since we were in school. We were required to abide by it. Mm-hmm. And so that to me is a huge difference. Are there unethical social workers? Of course. But the foundation is mm-hmm. that you're supposed to have an ethical value and got to abide by the seven core values. Yeah. And like I found it fascinating when we used to talk to them about ethics. Ooh, don't and talk like, to them about ethics. And they were like, um, what? This is This is foreign to me because my background is in like sports medicine. Yeah. And, and it's like you're doing a a very social work related job related for sure and and maybe lack some of the foundational skills but needless to say glad they're there glad they're learning mm-hmm. glad they can learn from people like us <laughs> yes uh, i had my nasw code of ethics at my desk yeah like what you want to talk about let's talk about ethics let's I pull mean, it out i've had those tough calls with social workers with with co-workers who had social work degrees where i'd have to be like mm, that's a conflict of interest yeah. And then you, and then boom, I'm busting out the code. Like, I'm Johnny Depp or something. Like, there, it's the code. You abide by the code. We follow the rules around Hey, if this ain't <laughs> nothing else, this is an NASW stand account. <laughs> We're following the code of ethics around here. And if you don't get out, that's exactly how it was. Yeah, and I'm also calling somebody about you. <laughs> HR, they're not doing something yeah, right. I, I mean, okay, so that was a little off topic, but... But that is definitely a pin for a podcast at a later time because there are people that we know who are wonderful at the job that they do. But that's not a social work job. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll pin that for later. But cool jobs in the social work profession. Yes. 
Um, consultant, consultant for coaching. sure. Coaching, you know, something I, I know we talk about a lot. Um, I don't know how to feel about it. I got offered the job once, and I took, I didn't take it because I was too nervous about it. But it's new and upcoming. Thank goodness, because it's needed. It's what Alex does. Um, working with law enforcement. Yeah, working alongside, partnered mm-hmm. with a cop as a mental. What are they? Mental health. They're, what is it? They're mental health clinicians that clinicians. Go out, yeah. that go out to um, work with law enforcement. I thought it was a brilliant, like a brilliant idea. Finally, is one of the thought. Like, oh, thank God. You know, you've seen this. Every, Clinics. You guys have seen the TikToks. You've seen the videos. Mm-hmm. Some cop responds to somebody having a mental health crisis. And if, are there cops that are wonderful and have a good foundation mm-hmm. with mental health? Absolutely. Is that a part of their foundation of training? No. So are they able to handle someone having that type of mental health crisis? Well, their training's going to automatically go to, you know, not to say violence, but detention and restraining them. Mm-hmm. And it, that has the possibility mm-hmm. to escalate a situation. And yeah. if a person is, like, dangerous and has a weapon, of course, that's necessary. Yeah. But I've seen the situations in person. We've seen those. Mm-hmm. And not every time does it have to go that way. Definitely. And they've escalated really quickly. And mm-hmm. I think it's – there are some wonderful cops out there, I will yeah. say that, that I've met that are able to, like, really de-escalate situations. And I think a lot of that is some of them are educated. That's some true. Some of the police officers really are. And then some of them have, like, been through their own therapy or – um, like are married to therapists or social workers. Uh, those are the one, those are the strong ones. Yes. And they're the ones that like really know how to talk to people mm-hmm. and like engage with people. And that's a really vital aspect of their own positions. But having a clinician go out to, to, to emergency crisis in yeah. like the field, man, that was a golden thing. That was a brilliant that. idea. Absolutely. Um, you just made me think of something. When you said, um, oh, it made me think of when you said, of course, there's some officers that have a great foundation. Did you see the video where the cop rolls up? It's like side of the freeway, guy in a truck. I think he might have been on the phone with 911. Unsure, because it was just like the cop was obviously responding to it. Mm-hmm. And he's on the passenger side. It's nighttime. It's a whole, it's just immediately crisis. You're watching the body cam. Yeah. And... It's the cop starts talking to him and I, it's really hard to see. I, I'm unsure if the guy had a gun, but he's basically threatening suicide. And oh, say, yes. You know I'm talking about this one. And, and he's then, like a military oh my God, Yeah, he's VA yeah. guy. And then the cop, I think he was military too. And then totally bros out with him, like in a like yeah. endearing way. Basically, like, begging You don't want to die like yes. this. Yes. I think he like reaches, like holds his hand or something at the end. They're hugging. Yeah. But, I mean, that was absolutely individually based. Yeah. Because that guy, I mean, that guy clearly had military experience, so he got to, you know. Build rapport in that way. Yeah, huge. But there's other people who could have still had that military experience who might not have responded in that way. Especially if you've never dealt with PTSD, Mm -hmm. you've never dealt with anything like that. Um, I mean, there's some social workers who wouldn't respond well to that type of situation. But, man, the training that needs to happen, the experience, the education... Honestly, the pressure that cops have every day to go engage with with people in the community and like all different personality, all different conversations types. And they're just expected to be this like perfect specimen out there. Mm -hmm. It's just really hard. Same as social work. Like we we have been portrayed in the media as like villains, villains. like Mm -hmm. every crazy like 
TV show that I've watched. With Don't get me started. It's <laughs> like some uptight old lady in like a pantsuit walking around with her clipboard like, we need to check this house. Oh, my God. I'm here from social services. Like like that lady from Monsters, Inc., man. Shut up. <laughs> behind the, the desk. Man. Yeah, exactly. Mike was asking. Don't let it happen again. <laughs> um, That's what I would do. I just... That's a whole other topic, honestly, because (laughs) social work in TV, hilarious. Why are they all at a desk with way too many files everywhere, spilling coffee and talking about they get off at five? Who? What? What? When? When? First of all, when are they going to come up with some sort of social media, or not social media, but like media that like portrays us in the way we actually are? We have to do that. (laughs) No, we Just live another obstacle <laughs> to overcome. The no, we live in a world of just propaganda, really. Because who did this to us? I just want to know that. I don't know who's to blame, but it's somebody. Tell me who they are, because I'll find them. Because not one social worker have I met is wearing a pantsuit and walking around with her clipboard like that. I know. Not I was one. wearing jeans. I'm just out here living the dream. I just. <laughs> I feel like I'm the just, funniest social workers are also <laughs> really good at what we do. Yeah. I'm just out there in my cardigan. I'm social worker Barbie. What do I do? I social work. That's what I do. I slap my keyboard all day. I don't know. Computer's not on, but it's social work. I'm doing social work all day. Social worker Barbie. Um, But, so unique jobs again. Transition. Well, that is, I mean... Um, what about social workers in the school district? I mean, love that. It. That is something people know about. That's still kind of new, I think. Probably what? Last 10, 15 years? I didn't have one when I was in high school. I know that they're required to have like a PPS credential. Where they what have, a, what's it's like a pupil, Tell it to the people. What's PPS? It's like a something pupil services. Don't quote me. Um, oh, yeah. you To be a social worker at a school, you have to have a, some type of yeah. other certification. But yes. just add that to the list of things we all, of all have to do. Just keep on doing. It's mm-hmm. never enough. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But still, like, that is a really cool job. I did an internship at an mm. elementary school. And it was a, I was a little school counselor. Yeah. And I ran little groups for girls. And it was the cutest thing because they're like, oh, my gosh. She made fun of my hair today. Ugh. And I'm like... Did she really? Did she do that? What'd you do? I, I punched her in the face. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> okay. So we're talking about anger today. Yeah, so like, now just, we talk about managing our feelings. <laughs> it was the cutest. Like working with the kids mm-hmm. was cute. And that would be a good job for a lot of people. Because you Not me. Them. That could be a good job for other people for sure. Definitely not me either. But I really enjoyed my experience. And mm-hmm. that's really something a lot of social workers do. Mm-hmm. And that that position is gatekeeped because they get paid a pretty substantial amount do to they? be school social workers. Oh, okay. Okay. Um I think the question really if like if an individual person wanted to think about like, oh, what do I want to do in social work? They should start with like who do they who do they want to work with? Oh, I remember an undergrad when I was getting my degree in social work. um, They were like, here's a list of all the populations you can work for. (laughs) Oh, all of them. Yeah. And it was like (laughs) it was like all kinds of different ones. And they're like, pick your top three. And then they said, pick the top three you would never want to work with. Ew. And I was like, that's good, oh, okay. Though, I well, I mean, it's really like getting you to think about who do you think you would be? Who do good I hate? Yeah. Who do I hate? Who do I not hate? 
And I just remember being so emotional about working with geriatric population. <gasps> oh. That would be the hardest thing for me, like adult protective services mm-hmm. or like IHSS or like even working in a hospital, like hospice type care. Yeah. Because I did. Social workers. Yes. I did meet someone who worked in um, like dialysis and they would meet people. She was a social worker for dialysis, yeah. dialysis patients. And she would meet with them and they would like be talking about the end of life. Death and dying, that's just Crazy. not for me, but there is a place out there for social workers who have that morbid interest. Isn't isn't that wild? Give me <clears throat> abuse and neglect all day. Isn't that that is <laughs> actually crazy? To think about. I mean, like it's so wild. But elders and death and dying, absolutely not. Peacefully I, I transitioning into right? the next phase of existence. How do I, how do I no. help you when I don't even believe I'm gonna die yet? So. Yeah, like first of all, nobody <laughs> dies. Like, I'm not gonna die. I think that's just one of my many things that I avoid thinking about, and I could never meet with someone and be like. Let's talk about your end of life terms. Who do you want to see on the other side? Like, how do you like? How do you talk about that? That's just so weird for me. Okay, because I could never have this conversation in life. (laughs) At work, I can though, because like even when I have to talk to some clients about like death and dying, um, I usually say something like, "Well, death is just another part of life," and I not to minimize it, but it isn't. It's not. It's helping every, them accept it. Yeah, telling that to myself couldn't yeah, be me. I could not die anytime soon. <laughs> couldn't be me. I actually had to have this conversation with my dad the other day. Oh my gosh! About like a will and stuff. And uh, easy for you to say, and he's over here probably like no. The worst. I was demanding like oh, okay. no. We have to have this really because he was text. So yes. I don't I don't know what time of day what time of day it was. Who knows what kind of sheets to the wind my dad was at. Mm-hmm. But the conversation was his wife gets the house oh. and I need to figure it what did he say? It's something like and you need to do the rest. And so Sure, because the text message to me is gonna be a while. I was like, do I, how do I notarize this text? <laughs> <laughs> so I had to say, like, all right, I think we need to have this conversation. Like, I think I know because he's a real nostalgic person. Okay. Constantly so, in his feels. Oh, always. Okay. Always in his feels. And it's always, like, because he cares about a lot of things, weird things. Like, he has this Jeep. I think it's, like, a 1994 Jeep Wrangler. It's real garbage. Yeah. <laughs> he loves it. He, I mean, he's had that thing since I think it was, like, 12. I learned how to drive in that thing. Okay. It's a five-speed. It's gone through Definitely it, Definitely in the memory banks. Oh, yeah. He's obsessed with the fact that my oldest brother gets to have that. I think that's bullshit because really, like, I learned how to drive on that. I've spent more time driving that, but that's You might want to write the will then. I mean, like, if he doesn't write that down, I'm getting that thing. Um, And then my brother, same brother, also gets his motorcycle. That thing's crazy big. I don't want that. But, like, he's nostalgic about those two things. I know that my oldest brother gets those two things. The rest of it, I I don't know. I'll figure it out, I guess. That's what so, he wants you to do. Just figure it out. Apparently, so new career choice potentially: social workers working for insurance companies, <laughs> or how do people write wills. How oh, do people write wills? And then talk. Oh, I got one. And then like, because then you have to potentially have a conversation with a because when you know when you're an attorney and you're getting the information mm-hmm. of where that person wants all their shit to go. Yeah, you're not talking about it. You're not talking about the mental and emotional effects of your decision making on your family. Right. Yeah. A social worker being assigned to someone's will and having this conversation can potentially have that talk. Like, okay, so you're leaving everything 
to the wife that you've been married to for eight weeks who's, you know, 24 mm-hmm. years old, mm-hmm. let's have a discussion on the after effects on your kids. You can, and we're still like, you can make the decisions that you want. Yeah. But are you aware of the consequences? Bringing awareness and insight. Awareness. Yeah. I like that. That's a good idea. Or what about people, um, social workers working at like funeral homes? Oof. Like a therapist? What are like thinking? therapists. Yeah. Because um, the amount of grief and like difficulty people have coming in to plan a whole funeral. Oh my gosh. How about one that sits, it, that goes to the funeral? Like crisis? Yeah. Uh, like crisis management. Yeah. Like grief counseling. The 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 place I work has this team mm-hmm. that goes out and responds to like emergencies in the community. Yeah. So like there's a team of therapists that go out to like school shootings <gasps> that go out to Oof. like um <clears throat> deaths in the community yeah. and like talk to do crisis counseling mm-hmm. in like in those areas, like yeah. with the employees, the people that witnessed it, everything, like right then and there. It's like live in the moment. Heavy. And so like translating some of that expertise to people planning funerals why not yeah you know what i mean no, that makes sense yeah i my best friend is amazing at planning vacations it's like her thing okay. she creates like google docs every time we go on a trip okay it's this big ass google doc it'll have all these hikes on there the hostels the beaches Ooh. like i don't know how really? she finds any of this crazy right i had a discussion with her the other day about how because she's going through this new phase in life she was a refugee social worker at a school. Okay. That's Heavy. Whole, yes. So now whenever we take like these vacations together and stuff, I made this joke about how she needed to be a social work travel agent Ooh. and how she can have, she should meet with people who ever want to take a vacation, uh-huh. do like an assessment on them and then plan their vacation based off of their needs. Oh my gosh. That, I'm saying. I honestly would use her to do that for me. I'm saying. So like her individually, I know her really well. She does not do well in cold weather. She's a sunshine person and uh-huh. she has to be like outside doing stuff. So it's waterfalls, hikes, mountains, walking, whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, like her natural healing. Yeah. She, but if it's like winter cooped up in the cabin up in the mountains, that's enough. Immediate depression. Yeah, immediate. Yeah. I'm convinced she has sad. Yeah. Um... What does that stand for? Seasonal. <laughs> seasonal. It's a, it's real. It's sad. Yeah, yeah. Seasonal. A. What does A stand for? Seasonal something depression. Adjustment. Dis- Adjust. No. Seasonal adjustment disorder. No way. Maybe. Whatever uh, it maybe is. Maybe I just made that up. I, Put it in the DSM. I'll keep it. <laughs> Put it in the DSM. <laughs> Write it down. Okay. So that's one. But honestly, I think it depends on your interests. Yeah. How can I put a social work spin on this? Do you know how hard it is? I mean, you probably do. Tell me. To what? plan a vacation. No, because I have my best friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Obviously, you don't know, but I get so much anxiety about planning a vacation. I, I'm full of a family of non-planners. Ew. Yeah. Those, it's people, me. those people are the worst. It, <laughs> no, I know. It's, tell me about it. And I'm sure they're going to hear this. Yes, it sucks being the one that plans it. I yes. am that friend that Venmo's. You are the one. <laughs> You're the one sitting at the I, airport that's like TikToks. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I feel I get to shut off my brain and feel safe because my friend has a Google Doc that yeah, I, she Google Doc us. I I go on there and add stuff. Do you just read? Do you just no, like thumbs first, up to everything I, that you like? <laughs> she'll give she'll give me options on some things. <laughs> she'll give you some. I will choose. put on there what I need to pack. Oh, perfect! That's big because she can't do that for of me. Of course. <laughs> 
Um, I yes, yeah, so Honestly, she's your incredible. Best friend is amazing. Uh, yes, yeah, she is absolutely. This is a Lindsay Stan account. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, but. I'm saying that that trip, or the I once had the greatest vacation of my existence. We went to Puerto Rico for it was right when yes. we first met. Yeah, remember I came back like a new Dude, person. You lost your Apple Watch out in the ocean. Oh God damn it! Yes, I did. I forgot <laughs> I about that. that. I was it like, wasn't the wow, ocean. Girl. That Apple Watch is somewhere in a because we were in the rainforest oh. and I had done that cliff diving. It's somewhere in there. You ain't getting that back. No, I got a it's new one. It's become one with Earth now, but probably but she, she 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 planned that whole thing, dude. She's awesome. She, she needs I, to do that. I'm saying because the thing is, when I think about planning a vacation, if I pick a country, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm like I'm gonna go here, and I have no fucking idea where to start. Like I'll yeah. Google the country. Like I don't even know. I like it's ter- immediately terrified. She is going in a month. She's flying to Ecuador. And is spending um, three months there. Whoa. Yeah. Her husband's going to come visit her once. She's and she's going to go. I think she called them work away. She's going to do two different ones when she's there. Okay. Like a mini Peace Corps kind of thing. Like oh volunteer gosh, work for like. She sounds amazing. Yeah. She, <laughs> I can't even. Yeah. She's the greatest. But that's what I'm saying. Like she, there's something that happens in your brain that you just flip it. And you are now allowing yourself to be exposed and allowing yourself to feel scared. So okay, that's an interesting concept. When I, when me and her traveled to Puerto Rico, she at the time lived in Missouri, mm-hmm. and that's much closer to Puerto Rico than California. So we'll scratch that part. Okay, so at the time, at the time. Um, so, anyways, we both flew into Puerto Rico, but we had to fly in from two different airports because we were in two different states. So I flew in twelve hours before her. Okay. I was fucking terrified. I know that sounds so stupid, but I was. Puerto Rico, realistically, is still America. Yeah. Because it's a territory, <clears> I think. <throat> yeah. Um, I just didn't need my ID. I didn't even need my passport. But but being somewhere alone? Yeah. I was you? So, yeah. yes. And, oh, my gosh. I hate to admit this, but it was in 2021. Okay, right after so, the pandemic. So, my gosh, yeah. So, still had to have, you know, face masks everywhere and everything. Um, when we And I was, like, vaxxed and boosted, all the stuff. Because you had to be to even... Oh, to, to fly. To fly. Well, yeah, to go to Puerto Rico, you had to show your vaccines. Mm-hmm. Um, to stay at the hostel, you had to show your vaccines. Mm-hmm. It was a whole thing. But when I got there, I landed. Uh, the Puerto Rico does not have... What did they not have? Lyft or Uber? They didn't have one of them. Okay. And so I had to randomly catch some cab. I don't know when the last time I was in a cab. <laughs> Waving your hands. Oh my out. god! Randomly <laughs> catch a cab and then find the hostel. Walk there. Like had to walk a few blocks. It was crazy. And then she landed like twelve hours later. I had to meet her outside at, like three in the morning. Hilarious. But she's going to fucking Ecuador, Ecuador for three months by herself. Yeah. She's like the best. Uh, like, how do you do that? She must have a lot of self confidence. To be able to do something like I'm, that. I mean, I think she's a very self-confident person, but... That's amazing. To, so, the, you have to, to do something when you're scared. Yeah. I went bungee jumping a couple years ago, and I remember the guy giving his whole little speech. It was the dude... I think he, like, invented bungee jumping or something. And he gave this whole speech about it. And he was talking about how terrifying bungee jumping is. And he mm-hmm. said, like, every time he does it, he's scared. And he's like, but it's not about the fear. Like, you can't let fear scare you. He's like, I bring the fear with me, and I just carry it along. I'm not going to allow being scared to stop me from having fun. Okay. And that was so heavy. Like, oh. Honestly, that's sinking in right now. Yeah, like, okay, I can be scared, 
but still got to do it. Yeah, because, oh, man, just to even think about, like, how many social workers are out there scared to do something new? Scared in their jobs. Scared to pave the way for something new. And they have all these great ideas downloaded into their memory bank. Yeah, or their notes on their phone. Yeah. I'm guilty. Same. I'm like <laughs> the ones, and I get scared to do something new too. Yeah. Like I, traveling or getting outside of the clinical world. Like, for example, mm. social workers can do analyst jobs. What the fuck is an analyst? An analyst job is like <laughs> like analyzing contracts, policies. It's a lot of like macro level type of social work. Oh, like okay. You you are human relations. All of that, like mm. the, like policy grant writing, that's all kind of like wrapped into the similar thing. Yeah. Okay. It's a s- total shift. But imagine someone like that going from that to working with people in the community. Yeah. Like social workers are just wear different capes. All that's the time. true. I mean, the first uh, female congressperson, social worker, Ooh. Montana. Ooh. I'm saying. It was a while ago, but yeah, first female congressperson. A lot of social workers I know go back to school to get, um, to become lawyers. Yes. Talk about that. They should have a dual program so we could just do it to begin with. They do. I didn't get it. I know. (laughs) USC has one. Well, I think Cal State's, uh, the one of the, one of the schools I went to, um, has one too. And it was offered to me, but I'm like, who would ever do a JD program? And I'm like, dummy, you should have done that. Yeah, why didn't I do that? Could have been an attorney. Right? I could have been working. Man, just the amount of... I mean, they they even have social workers working for attorneys. Because social workers belong in every... I'm telling you. All of it. Let's stop gatekeeping all the cool social work jobs out there and just be like, Drop it down. Well, the Clinties already have my idea on a social work travel agency. Well, your friend (laughs) needs to start that because I bet you anything people would be willing to do that, especially social workers who don't have time to plan plan my life for me. Let me turn off my brain. Yeah. Like, Ayala, fix my life. (laughs) (laughs) But plan my life. Yes, please just do it. I'll go. Oh, let me just Venmo. Yeah, exactly. We all want to be Venmo people. Yeah, Venmo only travel agency. (laughs) Yeah. So what is our takeaway for today? Unique jobs for social work. Or find, you know, paving your way, paving your own way in social work, finding what interests you and not having to jump into these cookie cutter jobs Mm -hmm. that are difficult. And if it's not for you, if it's not serving you, if it's not for you then find what is. There's no reason that you have to work for some organization. We're not boomers anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't have to, what are they, what were they called back? The company men. Yeah. We don't, you yeah. don't have to work for one place for 20 to 30 years. Exactly. And in fact, I think they're showing those studies that the more jobs that you move, not like crazy move, but you can move to make more money. Back in the day, that showed like that it was bad that you moved a lot. Yeah. yeah. But now you're gaining experience. Mm-hmm. You're show you know, these interviews and things that people are going to are just giving them practice. Practice. It's definitely more competitive out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there's there's a lot of social workers who are just stuck in stuck points. Like I yeah. can't I don't know what else to apply for because everything I look up is the LCSW job. Mm. Well, I mean, now it's time to start expanding your thought process. Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you wanting to do? What's your passion? What are you looking at doing? Like I had, um, a really good old friend who I left a job one time Mm -hmm. and I felt so much regret for leaving that job. Like, oh my gosh, my identity got left with it and I just couldn't overcome that. And she sat down with me and she said, she said, Ashley, 
you need to find a way to help the same people, but mm. in a different way. Oh, and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Like, what the hell are you even talking about? Like, what do you mean? And like, she was right. Like, how can I help the same type of people that I want to help, but in a different light? Mm-hmm. Because maybe my calling wasn't to go back yeah. to where I came from, but to start and pave the way for something new. So all you Clinnies out there, moral of our podcast story is. Episode two. Paving the way, what? Paving the way, finding your own way. Mm-hmm. Find it. What do you want to say? We are not gatekeeping. No. All of the amazing opportunities that could be out there for people who have BSWs, MSWs, LCSWs, DSWs, whatever. SW. <laughs> let's not gatekeep. Like, let's spread the word and, and make more social worker positions out there. Yeah, and I think it's not just about gatekeeping, but also expanding. You have to expand, expand your own self. Yeah. Be Create brave. your own company. Yeah. Be brave. Do something. Be different. Mm-hmm. All right. That is episode two. See you next time. Bye. And that's a wrap for today's topic. If you want to stay in the loop of anything new and exciting happening with this crazy duo, be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Clinically Impressed. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to stay connected, stay hydrated, and always practice safe social work.